Yo, 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 just chats, back at it again with another episode, with a guy, fucking hell, when did I first meet you? I actually, man, it, it wasn't the bands, I don't, I actually, do you know? Because I don't. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, 2009. Okay, so. Because I just, I bought the house before I met you, I think. Yeah, but then where did we meet each other? Why Luke or Tomo? Really? I got no idea. Good times. Guest. <laughs> Who are you? Everyone. Who are you? Tell us about yourself. Hello, my name is Russell Gartner. I'm 33. Scorpio. Light walks along the beach. Um, just a bit surprised I got the call up, but yeah, I'm here. I am. You are here. You are here. All right, we'll get straight into it, man. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, growing up, family life, and all that sort of stuff. So, maybe not everyone knows this, I'm a dirty Victorian, I was born in stool, um, I was the gift, and the gift that keeps on giving, and I uh, moved to Mount Gambon when I was two, two and a half, I think, dad got a job in the timber mill, because uh, mum and dad were quite young, they were teenage parents, mum was 16 when she had me, and dad was 18, I think, or 19, so they came here to start a bit of a new life, to, you know, better themselves. And uh, so yeah, I started primary school at uh, was East Gambier Primary School. Now I can't. It's a Mel- Meluka. Meluka, yeah, yeah Meluka yep. Primary. Did my mum teach you? <sighs> no, nah, I had Mr. Uh, Mr. Longmire. Oh yeah, he used to sing songs. Like Johnny Longmire. Bit, yeah, bit of Pedicomb. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. fucking legend. Yeah, he was great. He was probably one of my favourite teachers I ever had. Uh, I actually enjoyed that schooling time there. So I only, I only can remember a little bit of it, but yeah, I don't really have any bad memories of uh, primary school there. It's good times. Then, I think I was grade three. So, what, how old's that? Grade three. Seven, eight. Seven, eight. Uh, my sister came along. She was, we're seven years apart. My sister, Alicia. Shout out if you're listening. Um, she, yeah, so we moved to Tant Norlux. Dad got a job at KCA. Um, and, yeah, just had Alicia, so mum wasn't really working that much. So, yeah, moved to big, big smoke of Tant Norlux. Big smoke, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it was. Uh, I think it was sixty kids at the school at that time. Yeah, yeah. So it was like reception one, two. No reception one. I don't know. It was like three or four grades per class. Okay. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, there were seven year sevens in our graduation year, or year seven. So that's telling you the numbers were working with there. Pumping them out. Yeah. Jesus. So primary school there. Yeah, it was only mine ten north. Um, Moving there at a young age and not really knowing anyone was a bit hard, but... Uh... Do you remember what, a, what the transition like was going from, like, because back in the... I'm not saying that Melaleuca or East was pumping, but there was clearly more students than there than 10. What was the transition like? Did it? Did you really know what happened? Um, I don't know. I do remember my first day at 10. I do remember um, I get there and I got given um, two older students, like year, year fours, I think they... Or year fives, yeah. They they showed me around the school, and they you know, they they took the opportunity to take a bit of a bludge out of it. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Yep, we're going to show this kid around for an hour." So they're taking five minutes, walk around the tent, and we're from school. Um, yeah, I was a bit scared in a way because I didn't know anyone. I went from having friends to going to this really small school, and I was like, "Well, I don't know anyone here." But um, yeah, it was a bit weird. But I don't know. I didn't really hate my time there, but yeah, it was it was different. It was a unique. Upbringing, anyway. Mm-hmm. So, how long did you live out at the dirty? Okay, sorry. The dirty. Well, geez, sorry <laughs> to everyone that lives in Tent North still. Uh, 
Moses. Sledge the shit out of it. Just, I put the shit on your tan. Um, tan. How was how was growing up in tan? When did you? Uh, sorry, not fuck. Wh- I fucked yeah. that. When did I move out of tan? Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think it was in year seven. I said to mum, I want to do the Mount Gambier High School career program. And mum's like, means we have, you have to go back to Mount Gambier and be on a bus and stuff. It was a bit of a. I think I threw a bit of a span in the works of that. But I didn't really want to go to Millicent High. I just didn't really have a... I was like, I don't really want to go. I want to go back to Mount Gambia. It was one of my best mates, Cheese. He uh, he lived in the Mount still, and I was always going back to his week house. On the weekends, I was available and that, so I was like, well, I want to go back to there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So halfway through year eight, we moved back to Mount Gambia, and mum got a job. I think she got a job at Centrelink. Yeah, I think something like that. She had a few jobs over the time. Um, not that because she couldn't hold a job, she just kept on changing career paths. Um, yeah, so I moved back to Mount Gambier. Only person I knew in Mount Gambier High School was Carl Lowby. So, I, yeah, so I walked into, we did our, you know, you do that day, you go around and do the... Oh, yeah, like the um yeah. transition day. Yeah, so I, I remembered a few kids in the transition day, but, uh, yeah, the only kid I really knew was Carl Lowby. So we came pretty good mates from that, from, um, he, I think he had a few people in town he knew, he had a few cousins and that, but, um. Yeah, we used to hang out a fair bit. We used to uh, do the old... Do you remember get up right, we're recording Rage in the mornings, on Saturday morning, on the yeah. VHS? Yeah. Just quietly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one day I went around his house Saturday morning and he had... Um, I'll show you guys. I'll check out this song I've recorded. And it was One Step Closer by Linkin Park. And it blew <laughs> me away. I was like, this is the best shit I've ever heard. Um, wow. Skateboarding. Just uh, wasn't any good. Could even Ollie, really. But yeah, that was the days. So, yeah, so that was my transition to high school was, um, yeah, moving from Mount Gambier to Tamp and going back to Mount and not knowing anyone again. So it was weird. I went from having friends to making new ones and going back to Mount Gambier and making new ones again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think almost though, like, you know, when you go to high school anyway, you almost, no, no, I think about it, you kind of drift away from the friends that you were growing up in primary school with anyway. Did anyone else from Tamp go, the big year sevens that were there? Did they go to Mount or did they all go no, to Millie? It was just me and Carl Abbey. Because oh, me and Carl Abbey were both in the same year. Like, he went to Tentnor as well. Yep, yep, yep. So just me and him from our school, everyone else went to, uh, I don't know, I think a few went to Tennyson. And I've, I've read, Tommy Agnew and Tommy Lanell, I think they all went to Millis, uh, to Tennyson and a few went to Millicent High. Jeez. But yeah, yeah, um, I, yeah, I had a start all over again because I was into sport now. So I knew a few guys from like, because I played cricket at West Gambia and Soccer at Blue Lake, so I knew a few guys, but weren't really the same friendship group in mm-hmm, a way. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, I did, yeah, did a, a bit of a transition again, like from trying to find myself a bit more. Like who who am I going to you know who am I going to hang around with? And yep. cause I wasn't really cool, but I wasn't really a dork, so I was like kind of like a bit of a misfit in a way, a bit of a like my sport, but wasn't obsessed with it like. That be one burst. Like some people might base their whole personality or like the whole life around just doing that one sport yep. in a way. Like they, you know, they they're very athletic, and that's all they want to do. Like I didn't really want to do all that because I hated running. So mm-hmm. yeah, Jesus. All right. So family life. How was growing up, man? Young parents. That's how's that's. I reckon you're the yeah. first young parent or. Ooh, am I? Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, how's how was that? Um. Well, I didn't know any different. Obviously, being a kid. So. I did, mum did get mistaken as my sister a fair bit, especially when I did one parent-teacher interview at school at Mount High, and the home group teacher, was it Miss Lowe? 
maybe it was Miss Lowe, I think it was like year nine or ten. And she goes, oh, you brought your sister along tonight, so your, your mum's like, my mum's like, no, I'm his mother. Because <laughs> <laughs> she does look quite young. She's still, like, she's 50 now, and she's still, well, she doesn't look 50. Like, she's pretty youthful looking, so. Yeah. That might be the wog jeans as well, so I don't know, the Maltese jeans. But I don't know, um, yeah, so, I don't know, I copped a bit of shit about it a little bit, about having, you know, young mum, young dad, you know, mm-hmm. young parents a little bit. Nothing too traumatising, but, um, yeah, it was probably a bit unusual. People go, oh, was that, you know, I don't know, I've got a lot of people, like, their parents are in their 60s, 70s. Yeah. And, like, my mum's only just turned 50. It's like, yeah, it's a lot. Like your mum, how old's your, how old's Jenny? 67. Yeah, so yeah. And Fuck! You're, and you're younger than me. You're yeah. the youngest, aren't you? Yeah, I'm like, the youngest, yeah. I'm the baby. Yeah. So I was the eldest, so I was definitely uh, probably, let's say, the mistake, um, lack of a better word. I was the uh, surprise, and Alicia was planned, but uh, yeah, it's just, I didn't mind it too bad. Um, it's kind of good, a bit more relatable, like there's not much of a generation gap really ever as well, you know, I mean, there's no real... Was it cool to have the young parents? Because um, say if you went to school, so you, she would have been like, when you were going through primary school, she would have been 20. She should have been 20. You should have been 20 when you were in high school. Uh, when I was 12, so yeah, yeah. she would have been 28, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really look at it. I didn't really look at it that way back then, though. I don't really think much of it. But like, you definitely get a lot more eyebrows being raised by older generations and... I mentioned how old my mum is, like, especially when I was like, you know, 10 years ago. I said, mm. my mum is, I'd be like, look at you like, you're serious. And they start doing the math in the head. You can see them doing the math mm. over in the head. Mm. But, oh, that's, you know, they did a really good job of raising me and Alicia from young parents. Like, could have definitely been a different outcome, that's for sure, because yeah. I don't think I'm an absolute brat. But so, uh, yeah, yeah. Jesus. All right, so what did you want to be when you were growing up? Well, a pilot originally. Yep. What happened? Uh, I didn't like doing heaps of maths and um, I don't know. I think that's when you, you're a kid, you get that little life's just so easy and you're just like, oh, I can yeah. do anything. But when you actually look at it and go, well, do I really want to, does I really want to sit and do maths now? I don't know. I, looked, I didn't really, I didn't hate school, but I didn't love it. So I was a bit, I was a B student. Like I got A's in two things, but I got C's and things. I probably should have got better grades in because I couldn't be bothered. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't have an interest in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it changed later on when I hit high school, like you start doing, um, you do a little bit of everything. You know, you do, yeah, yep. I did a bit of um, the electronic stuff. And I thought, well, I don't mind this kind of stuff. So I originally wanted to be an electrician, which I am now, but that's not the way it turned out. So I did a vet course, um, which means I got a lot of lines off to do a full day at TAFE. So I was only doing, some days I only have one lesson. Oh. <laughs> that was also the uh, drawing of, you know, there's also the draw card of doing it because I've got the bludge a bit too, but yeah. Um, but I had an interest in it. But yeah, but yeah. originally I wanted to be a pilot, but then probably Sparky was later on in life when I got a little bit more into school. So are you colourblind? No. Okay, you could be a pilot then. You can also be a, a lifeguard. Really? Yeah, because have to see everything. Oh, I suppose. Imagine if someone's wearing red, a red hat in the ocean. Right? Yeah, I suppose. Shit facts with this, mate. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So, school. So, overall primary school experience was not too bad? Yeah, not too bad. I'd probably give it a seven out of ten. Sevens? I don't I don't give... Sevens are not acceptable because that's just a cop-out school. All right. So, what's what's above average? Probably about seven. 
Well, no. It wasn't shit. Wasn't amazing. You know, it was just good. I was a bit of a bit of a like. I don't know. I had some times I'm like, wish I was in the mountain. Or you know, it was just a bit like a lot of long days out there doing fuck all. You know. Did anything fucking awesome happen? Like, was there one incident or like some shit happened? Like someone oh, broke yeah. something or told the teacher to get fucked or something like that? Oh, there was a bit of that going on. There was a bit of that going on at East, even in the early days. Yeah. I won't say names, but he had a bit of a temper problem and they used to used to kick off a fair bit. But now you understand a bit older. Like now, back then it was probably a bit, no one really, I think now they're more, understood, people are a bit more understanding of people have, not everyone's the same, not everyone's wired the same. Like mm. kids just lash out sometimes, they just need a little bit of guidance. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Tampa, anything crazy happened. Well, that's why I got my nickname, Russell. I love Russell. Was, I was in grade four or five playing junior Colts at Tan. Dustin Daggers goes, Russell love Muscle. And I thought he was talking about a heart, but it's not what he's talking about, obviously. What's he talking about? <laughs> Male appendage. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's... I didn't even know. I had no idea what he was referring I was like, I was so naive. I was just like, what is this guy talking about? When did you... So, so you would have gone... You would have been grown up with South Park. Did you watch South Park? Yeah. Uh, my dad's mate, Dave, um, gets you like cartoons. And I said, yeah. And I was like, jeez, I would have been young. And he came around. I was at his house. And they were out there because he was work, used to work on cars. And they were out working on cars in your room. Sitting inside by myself watching South Park. Learning some pretty colourful language. Don't kick the baby. All that kind of stuff. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up with a South Park because I, I remember, swear so much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was about to say I remember when we I first watched South Park and they swore and then like everyone came to school yeah. and was like saying like Uncle oh. Fucker and shit like that. Like, oh, another good thing about talking about swearing is I remember when getting the Limp Biscuit hot dog flavored water CD from Saturday oh, and I got a job because we were driving. I think we we're still living in Tan at the time. I think we yeah, I was like it's like year seven. I think when that came out and I bought it. My mum bought it for me because I said her swearing on it, but the like, like yeah. the lady didn't say how much swearing was on it because mum would have not bought me it if she knew. Yeah. And you know, the first song that comes on, <laughs> yeah, 43 times I reckon the word yeah. fuck is mentioned. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Dude, was she that, wasn't I'm, I'm pretty sure, now correct me if I'm wrong, but they brought out three editions of that album one had the red explicit which is the full cursing like fucks and shits yeah then there was yellow which had the shits no fucks and then there was like a green which is like i had the black with the little alien dudes on it with the red writing i reckon okay yeah red see there's the red i reckon i reckon red was explicit explicit yeah that's the one i definitely had yeah all right um and high school how was high school like overall ah about seven you reckon (laughs) yeah Look, did you finish? I had a lot of three moments and probably a lot of nine. Oh, really? And a lot of nine moments. I got bullied a bit, a little bit, because, like, I was a bit of a misfit because I was okay at sport, but I wasn't probably good enough, you know, like, to hang around these guys I was with, like, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, yep. Um, they used to give me a bit of shit. It's a bit of banter, I guess, in a way, but back then it was like, you know... I guess it, I guess everyone everyone in kind of high school they're all trying to figure out their ego as well like where mm, they are mm. and they I was the easy one to pick on yep. that way yeah yep. it was a bit of a misfit but I still I don't misfit like, I still get along I get along with everyone but like it's just maybe finding my place in the cool or the bit laughing that later on in high school about year nine ten I started to find that transition mm-hmm. of where I was kind of belong in the in the social status of yeah the hierarchy yeah the hierarchy yep. yeah. Yep. And then you look back at it now, it doesn't mean fuck off. It doesn't mean shit, because a lot of guys I thought they were pretty good. 
ain't shit now. Like, what they think they were, like, doesn't matter what you were like at year nine, it's about what you are like now. Like, you, yeah, you got to really treat everyone the same because you just don't know what path we're going down. Mm-hmm. So, any fucking thing could happen at high school? Um, it's fucking uh, well, school, I can't remember. I don't want to say the wrong name, but someone in our group went to throw a half-field Pepsi bottle, like 600ml bottle, into a bin, like do a long-range yeah. you know, half-court shot. And a teacher walked past and clocked her on the side of the head. That was pretty funny. Um, I don't know. A lot of a lot of bad shit. A lot of good shit. I just can't really pinpoint a cool moment. I don't know. Did you... This is a question that I've started. Did you... Do you have friends that went to Tennyson when you were at high school? Like, yeah. Did you yeah. have friends that went to Grant? Uh, not so much, no. Did you look at Grant and Tennyson as like... Well... The sluts and the fucking fezzes? <laughs> And Mount well, was like Mount was kind of like the cool school. No, it wasn't. It was fucking uh, drugs I think and it fights. was. Definitely was. <laughs> dr- no, nah, fights were later on, I found. I think now I've heard a lot more horror stories about Mount High since I've left than when I was there. Like, recently, there's been a lot of bad stuff. Happening. Shit, okay, yeah. Well, probably in the last five or six years. Yep. So, yep. like, schools get locked down. Like, school gets locked down because someone's yeah. brought it off. Like, yeah. Oh, nice. Mm. And so, so okay. So, what do you view Grant and Tennyson as? I think Grant's. Oh, actually, did some work at Grant. Now, but it's actually pretty. Looks like a pretty good school. Yeah, Grant's so. fucking sick. Yeah, <laughs> and I've never really been there though. I've only. I reckon I've never really ever stepped foot in there, so I wouldn't really know. But yeah, it's been. I've actually made friends. A lot of people have been to Grant now, so it's like, well, you know, can't tar them all with the same brush. And uh, Tennyson. Tennyson was like. Uh, I don't know. I had a lot of friends at Tennyson, but it was always not the latest. Is that that word? The latest? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Like a little bit, a little bit better. Like because it's private school, a little yeah. bit better. But that's where Harvey goes to now, so I've got to be careful what I say because he'd be one of them boys. Yeah. All right. So, did you go to uni? <laughs> no, I had no aspirations going to uni in high school. Um, I think it was in year ten. You start. You pick your year eleven, year twelve. Yeah. Courses and I sat down. My homegrown teacher, I think it's Miss Lowe again. Shout out to her. Um, she said to me, "What do you What do you want to study at uni?" I said, "I don't want to go to uni." She said, "Well, you got to pick classes. You know, you got to set yourself up to go to uni or get a ATAR or SACE, wherever it is." And I was like, "Pretty sure I want to get an apprenticeship. I don't want to. I don't want to do Year Twelve unless I absolutely is my last resort kind mm-hmm. of thing." So, yeah, she cracked sads me a bit because I was pretty hell-bent on not doing any picking anything. So I picked, pick like, the most basic courses you could do for Year 12 just yep. to get your saves, pretty much. Yep, yep. Like, I was doing good maths, like the high art maths, but in Year 10. But then Year 11, I chose to do the basic maths because I was struggling a bit and I just didn't have the... I guess it's been a bit of that bratty stage, too. I was starting to really not be really interested in school. Mm-hmm. I was having more... I was all more about having more fun and stuff like that and sport. So school kind of took a bit of a... Bit of a back seat for a little bit I wasn't a terrible student I just wasn't I could have been better but I just didn't apply myself yeah yep. do you reckon overall now that your whole schooling experience was important or did it really matter uh, I would have done it a bit differently again I think I would have, I would have done year 12 I think in in hindsight because I get a lot of electrical apprenticeships you need to do year 12 so a lot of them like that's not the timber mills I did anyway that's where I ended up getting one with Tarpena Osborne where I got my fitter and turner one because I went to do the interview and it was me and two other guys and I got a slightly worse score than the guy that came second. 
And they said, oh, we're going to pick him because he's got year 12. I was like, all right. And they said, what well, do you want to do? Do the fitter and turner test? Because, you know, I could, I'm not going to say who else was in that class, but it wasn't a few good results there. Mm-hmm. So when I did the test and I did a pretty good, got a pretty good result and they offered me pretty much an apprenticeship that day, like that day they got the results back. Um, I didn't know much about fitter and turning. Like, I had no idea what a fitter and turner actually did. Do you know, uh, I did an interview last week and I actually found out what fitter and turner is actually the name of the job. Yeah. I had no fucking idea. <laughs> Well, even I, I was like, what is a fitter and turner? And I was like, and I was like, okay, there's steel involved. Oh, laves, milling machines. Yeah, okay, all that stuff. Right. I wasn't really interested in the laves and milling machines. I was more interested in the welding. That's I probably should have been a boiler maker in hindsight. Looking back at my life, the hindsight's a beautiful thing. So I, did, I rang up one of Dad's mates at KCA and said, oh, you know, what, what do you do for a job, pretty much? Mm. So it probably should have been a bit of an alarm bell there that if I never really knew what it was, didn't yeah. have much of an interest in it, I really wanted spent the next four years of my life doing that. But it did open up some avenues for me later on in life, so I am thankful I did do it, and I was earning a wage instead of, you know, being a bum. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So when did you finish school? When did you leave to go fit and turn? Oh, shit, 2000, 2000. I think I finished school 2004, I think, and went straight into shutdown. Like, left school, had a week off, I think, when I was straight into my apprenticeship. Wish I never did that. Wish I waited until the next year. Because everyone else is out having parties, having fun, going to the beach. And when you're doing the shutdowns in the mill, you get Christmas Day off, Boxing Day off, and New Year's Day. That's it. You're working 10, 11 hour days, 12 hour days. As a 17 year old, I was like, what am I doing? What have I done? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Should have waited two more months and then done it. Yeah. They gave me that opportunity, but I was like, oh no, I want the money now. So, uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. So, fuck. So, what you missed? What shit did you miss? Like, that would have been like, did you. Oh. You would have missed heaps of shit, surely. Like, well, imagine all the fun things you do with your mates when you're in that age, not working. People have part-time jobs and that, like casual jobs, but I was, yeah, I was, but I was trying to make up for it at night too and go to work the next day as well, which didn't How'd really that work. go? Um, had a little, few long days out of the Tim Mill there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so how long did you fit in turn for? I uh, did my apprenticeship then. I did another, well, I got my seven years up, my pro rata up, and... Writing was on the wall. I was getting a bit over it in a way, and I needed a new. I needed to get out. I think I needed to get out of. Uh, was Osborne Ben Guns? So I needed to get out of there because um, Guns were going under because all their budgets were getting pushed into the Tasmanian pulp mill that never got off the ground. Um, so it wasn't a real enjoyable place to work. So I had an opportunity with through my ex partner, who brother-in-law um, was a sparky for a company called RG. And he, said, well, they're going to put on a bunch of blokes out at Tanamai, which is out in the middle of nowhere, in Northern Territory, building a new dry mess, so that's where you eat, and you eat only, don't drink, and um, you want to put in for a job there, and I rang up and had about a, not even a 10-minute phone call with the boss, and said, when can you start? <laughs> Holy like, shit. And this is on a Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday, and he wanted me to leave Monday. I had to go in there and tell my boss and give him, because I'd give him a month's notice, because I'd been there and I went in there and said, he's been offered a job to do FIFO, um, but only catch is I've got to leave Monday if I, get the, if I want the job. And he said, oh, I can't hold you back. And so I took my tools home Friday with me and started and I drove in. I got stuffed around a bit and had to go back to go to Adelaide for two weeks first to work before flying out. But yeah, I'd pretty much had to pack my tools up and go. Like, within a week, I had a new job. And go Holy to shit. Yeah. 
all happened very quickly. How, okay, how, what made you, like, you were that over it? Or, like, what made you go, it's time It's time to do this? Because that's, that's... I wasn't... That's what, a four-day turnover? Uh, yeah, I wasn't... Uh, I think I was getting a bit of... Because I, I probably wasn't really interested in the thinner and turning stuff. So maybe that came through in my work as well. Maybe I was just in my attitude at work. I wasn't... So I was copping a bit of shit from above. And I was just like, I don't... I just, you know, just sometimes... I probably wasn't mature enough. I probably should have just pulled me in a little bit more and maybe a bit more of a crack, but I just didn't have my heart wasn't set in it either. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really like, oh, this is what I want to do. Yep. But a change of scenery might help. So, and I was just going as a TA, which you know, they hired you as a TA or a Sparky really. That was it. Or a machine operator. So I was going as a TA. So I'm just going to just weld stuff and make stuff for the Sparkies. So yeah, so glad I did it cause it did open up a lot of ventures for me in the future so yeah how many years did you FIFO? Um, eight years are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah eight years it was eight eight years yeah 2012 2020 yeah eight years did anything <laughs> good happen in your FIFO ventures? Uh, yeah I got a mature age apprenticeship out of out of the company um, every year they'll put a one or two mature age apprentices and a couple young fellas in the Allied workshop that's where they built substations and stuff. So that was a good opportunity. It was that's what I really want, originally wanted to do. So it was like, right, I need a, I need to take this opportunity once there. Mm-hmm. FIFO, yeah, money's good, but um, I'll get probably get to that a bit later on in the story. But it can also be a killer because mm-hmm. make money, spend money. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of fun. I almost died in PNG. I was about to say, I hope we talk about PNG. Oh shit. Uh, so. Well, no, I was dying. I was definitely, death was looking through the window, looking at me, tapping on the glass, going, how you going, mate? Um, so, went over to PNG, Lahir Island, which is, I'm using my fingers, but it's a very furthest northern, uh, north, well, eastern corner of Papua New Guinea, Providence, because like, there's lots of islands. And yeah. There. Yeah. So, it's the furthest one in, it's like out of the middle of nowhere. You can drive around the whole island in about an hour and a half. Yep. So, it's pretty big. They didn't have that. They hadn't really seen. Uh, I'm gonna generalise. I don't know if this is correct term. White man, like you know, like Caucasian. Caucasian, yeah. Um, to the mid '80s, really had real contact with them. Okay. Uh, they they found oh mate, it's coming. Geologists came and found oh, there's shitload of gold here. We've got a bit of tap into this. So they gave them power in 1987, I think, or 1990. It was something like that. I, I probably got my facts wrong, but it was it was very recent, really. So there's this gold mine in Lahir Island. It's this beautiful island and there's this gold mine there. <laughs> Feels pretty wrong in a way, but they employ a lot of locals as well. Like not just there's not there's expats and there's locals. But yeah, I was first day there, we flew in. I was actually in the Port Moresby Airport reading the little there's a bit of a flight. Yeah, long, long wait over like flights. You had to wait a few a few hours. I was reading like a little newspaper. It was like seriously about like a a5 piece yeah. of paper about four pages like a little booklet and I was reading about all the beheadings and like murders happening all over the country mm-hmm. pretty much the whole thing was just it was like a murder novel it was like everyone and I'm like and I was saying Lahir that someone got murdered by beheading because he went for the wrong rugby team like because they, they they're heaps passionate about state of Oregon even you? though they're not from there so Oh, mate, was going for New South Wales and you shouldn't have. And... He got his head cut off. Yep, got killed. Yep. 
So that's a bit of a hype, and I was like, shit, I'm going to a pretty remote, like, third world country part of the world. I better really be my best behavior. So went over there, first day in, flew in, went for a swim, but there's no sand. It was like rock on the beaches. It was like, okay. like a dark, rocky kind of texture. Slipped and cut my ankle on a bit of reef. So a bit of reef cut. Mm-hmm. Start the, and rolled my ankle a bit. Start the day off. You know, it's a good first trip to the uh, medical centre. They got to know me pretty well. Uh, what else happened to me? I got severe sunburn. My first RDO. Went scuba diving. Acts as like crystal clear water. Like 28 degrees. Beautiful water. You can see like, pretty much you can't see any further. Like it's crystal clear. Scuba diving. Oh, not scuba diving. Snorkeling, sorry. And... um. Put first lot of sunscreen on. Then had a few too many beers and didn't put another batch on. And yep. the sun is out all the time. It's like 38 degrees every day. Pretty much got 30 degree burns. Back. I had full back of blisters. So I was lift. It's pretty gross. Bit of, if you don't like gross stuff, probably tune out for a little Keep bit. Keep tuning in. <laughs> I had to put my arms up my head to put these um, brackets up to put cable tray onto it. Yeah. And the guy, I was holding onto it. And mate, Jay was welding them on. And the whole back was just covered in like pus from the... Yeah, my shirt was like brown and it was disgusting. So I had the next day off because I couldn't actually move. It was like, I actually got purple and it was like burnt. So it hurt? Yeah, no, there's not much I could do for me. At that point, they're like, well, put a bit of cream on it, but you're pretty much going to have to suffer. Fuck. So I missed a day, oh, two days off work, one day, two days off work for that one. That was another new beauty moment. Um, third one is, I think it's my fault. This one, over two, definitely my fault, 100%. The water there, we didn't know where the clean water was coming from because our camp was where most of the expats were. And that's where they reckon they found this blue, big 20, 30 litre tubs of water up. Mm-hmm. But the locals and that used to wash their hands in the tub. We didn't, I didn't know that at the time. And like, you just don't know what's going in that water. Yep. And our stomachs aren't accustomed to that water. So people, people like get like barley belly, you know. Yep. You know, yep. Yep. going yep. out, you know coming out through a needle but mine was both ends and I couldn't even hold water down and the worst thing is I'd keep drinking that water for a bit because I wasn't I couldn't get bottled water because the shop wasn't open so I was drinking their shitty water while I had the shit so I was severely dehydrated and I went to I went to the medical centre I was I actually felt alright I got some bottled water and I didn't feel too bad went to do an induction to go to this other part of the mine and it's the first time these guys have seen me in three days Go in, sitting down, doing the course, about an hour in, I'm like, my heart was like beating out of my chest. I was like sweating. I was like, I thought I was dying. I was like, I was in agony. Like my whole body was aching. My heart was like pumping. Like, because I was severely dehydrated. I was cooked. So I went to the medical center, which is funded by the mine, thankfully. And the nurse, she goes, she gave me two tablets. You keep these down. I won't have to jab you in the, the buttocks with a needle to keep you... Yeah, like stop you from vomiting. And yeah, yeah. We might, you know, she put me on a drip. I kept those tablets down. I was on a drip. I fell asleep within like ten minutes. Being on a drip, I woke up like two hours later. I checked my like, you know, checked all my like, I know what you thought. You know, I make sure I was all right. And they sent me back to the camp, and I went back to work the next day. So, but I was that point in PNG. I thought even my boss said to me, "If you don't pull through from this one, you're going back. You're not coming back. You're you're done." <laughs> So, yeah, we met at two first. Two, that was in the first two weeks of being there, by the way. Yep, yep. <laughs> I think I worked five days or six days. So yeah, I was pretty cooked. But after that, it was all good. Yeah, sweet as. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. Oh, Seth, so we nearly got 
we got a bit naughty and when Jay's 30th, we went out for a few beers after we got a milestone done and um, something happened. We don't know. There's a few theories, but um, yeah, there's something happened between... Because the locals that took us down there, the ones that told us, you guys got to get out of here. It's shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Because it's all mud, because it's like rains and it's like rains, it's like mud. I snapped my thongs, my pluggers, and... In the mud, running from a life, because I thought someone was gonna get murdered. But yeah, it was a bit, it a bit argy bargy. That was a, that was actually first time I actually feared for my life over there. Yeah, they all walk out with machetes and they use them to point and stuff because they cut down betel nut. You know the, you know what betel nut is? No. Did you do that in Thailand? No. Nah. Little green, little nuts, probably size of a, a bit bigger than a gum nut. Okay. And you ate it, and you, I think it's the lime. I don't know what the lime is. It's a trick out. I don't know. It's lime. Something else you put in your mouth and you chew it together and it creates like a not a hallucinogenic but it gives you a high. Okay. And they smash it over there like there's red. It looks like blood when you spit it out. It's like really red when you spit it out. Jesus. And all their teeth and that are all because yeah, just because it just grows there everywhere. They just I think one caner gets you two betel nut. I think one caner is like fifty cents Aussie. So yeah, I gave it a go. I couldn't handle the texture. I'm a real texture person. The yeah. texture of it was like straw, and I just could not chew it. And so once you start chewing it, you start saliva. You know, just saliva will kick in. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you get like a 15 minute buzz, and it's like pretty and cool. Like you just like out of it. Like yeah, but yeah, no the locals love it over there. Jesus. All right. Um. Fuck. So, what's one thing you wish you'd known before you started? Oh well, I mean, so okay. So you, sorry. No, we'll go back. So. You, you're now an electrician, yeah? Yeah. So you can take this either way. I'm not fast. But what's one thing you wish you knew before you started your career, whether it be fittering and turnering or electricianing? I definitely recommend... Uh, what's it called when you go and do... Like when you're in high school and you go do those... Um, one, you do that week of... Oh, um... Oh shit! Fuck it. Not placement. Was it called? Yeah, placement. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, work placement. I did that as a sparky. Like, I did it a few times. I think I did it with Frisbells for a week. I enjoyed that, um, but I didn't do it with fitter and turning. So I had no. At least when you got to go to school, maybe have the conversation with your parents. Don't have to be your teachers because I'm not really convinced all teachers are really there to show you what to do in life. It's not really their job in a way, but they're there to make sure you do your schoolwork and you're not a dickhead, I guess. But um. No, that's exactly what I do. I'm, I tell them they're. I don't say they're a dickhead, but, but I. You you pretty much keeping them in line. Yes, yeah, behaviour control. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I got a, had a few good teachers that gave me like that like, Mister Ridley. Um, rest in peace. Passed away. Science teacher and physics teacher. He was what got me into that because he was really enthusiastic about what he taught. Like he mm. lo- he loved it. So. I find it kind of fine if you bounce off the energy of that, but I didn't really have that with Finner and Turning. I just kind of just went balls deep into it without even knowing. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. It's not really for me, but I've kind of signed up for apprenticeship now, so I'll so see it out. Would you say, really, if there's something you're interested in when it's time to do placement or work placement? Yeah, maybe just go try it. Even if how abstract you think it is, maybe just, I don't know, just give it a... Have an interest in it before you do it because the rest of your... It is not really the rest of your life, but it is the first initial phase of your life, you know, if you, especially if it's uni, give it out a go. Because I can't, you know. Like I've got two trades, and I know, the only people out there have got. Well, yourself's got a few. You got a few degrees. Mm. You know, it's, you can always always opportunity to learn. Like there's, but if you're interested in something, maybe just definitely give it a go. If you're interested, don't. Don't just do it because it's a job. So do you, in hindsight, again, do you wish 
you did your electrician trade first? Yes. 100%? 100%. Do you feel like you oh, I've seen this. Do you feel like you wasted your time as a video? No, I don't think I wasted it because it gave me the opportunity, it gave me some skills that I use now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, who's it's kind of like that butterfly effect? Like, what, you know, what is your life going to be like if you did something different? What would have happened? Like, a lot of things in my life might not have happened if I'd. 100%. Been, you know? Yeah. I don't regret it. I just. I don't. No, I don't regret doing the phenotype. I wish I'd. Back then, a bit of knowledge, I, I could have done an electrical apprenticeship if I just did year 12 or, you know, maybe not just go, oh, I don't want to be at school. And maybe just go, you know. But I'm just, just as advice, if you, you know, if anyone kids are listening, you, you're interested in something, just give it a go. Give it that interest. Because if you, you know, say, if you're doing something you're loving at work a day in your life, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that's definitely true. I've, there's always been something that I've been wanting to do right on my nose and I'm doing it now. It's like, Teaching so shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, yeah, you can obviously tell when a teacher loves teaching, and then a the teacher just—they've done it for forty years in there. Just like, fuck this, I, and hate you kids so much. I just make my look like not saying my classroom's a circus, but no. today, some kid like they had to print. Okay, here we go. Japanese lesson with Mister Mo. We're learning the weather at the moment. Um, we just did days a week, and we're going to tie in, and they're going to do like um, a news report in Japanese, but they're yeah. saying the weather. Anyway. One of the words is kazugatsuyoi, and when it was written on the board, it means, like, very, very strong wind. And I was like, all right, this will be interesting. See how you pronounce this word. And they just, like, absolutely butchered it. That'd be me because I've got the worst pronunciation. So then I picked up the phone. I was like, yep, Milson cancel. Yep. Can we just get, like, an extra couple bins? Because that was absolute garbage, and they thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> like, yeah, that's good, though. That's, that's like telling the kids you're rubbish, but... Making it fun, like yep. they can go right over. Yeah, they fucking loved it. So no, but no point yelling, especially kids that don't want to be there. If you yell at them, it doesn't help them. No, nah, nah. but and you don't even know it. Like I mean, you have some idea what's going at home, but yeah. definitely that's yeah. that's a completely different thing. Anyway, yeah. best resources that have helped you along the way. So what's helped you the most? Is this a new one? Is it? No, this no, is no. no. I'm not going to put this one for. Uh, what's helped me along? For what though? What are you? Uh, I guess it could be in your career. So, um, career resources. Definitely having a few contacts is good. Having a few people that you can, like, like, in your career, it's always good to be talking to people that you used to work with because you never know what can happen. Mm-hmm. Come up, uh, resources. I wish I used a few more when I was doing my electrical one and doing a lot more domestic work in my time off. Yeah. Instead of just bludgeoning on my week off, which really is that's what I'm supposed to be doing, but learn a bit more about my trade because I was just pretty much pigeonholed down industrial and construction. Hmm, resources. I don't know. Do you... Okay, so, like, do you listen to other tradesmen? Yes. I do. I'm always... Oh, they're probably sick at me at my new job asking because I'm, you know, it's, every day is a new thing I've got to learn because I've... Electrical is very broad. Like, you learn everything... You learn... So much at trade school, but then you go out in the job, you learn everything out in the job. Like the trade school, it's good in a way, but I was good at trade school, but go out on the job front, been doing domestic work or commercial work, I'm like, I've got no idea what I'm doing. Like, this mm-hmm. is all brand new territory. So every day I'm like trying to learn something new and, you know, I'm my own worst critic as well, but I'm, you know, I do struggle a little bit, but like it's, it's such a, it's something I wish I was learning when I was 18, 19 yep. with a fresher brain, but yeah. Well, not always fresh, mind you, but yeah. What's the second best tool you use? 
My favourite tool is a pair of these uh, flush cutters, cutting cable ties off. They cut them off flush, you don't cut your hands and that on, because nothing worse than someone cuts a cable tie and you cut your hands, like what, trying to pull cables in. If you've been down that path, Sparky's listening, you'll be like, yep, yeah, he's onto it. So what's the second best one, though? Oh, second best tool. Oh, I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I always think about your best. I don't know about your second best. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> Uh, maybe, no, nah, I don't know. Drills handy. Drills is good. Screwdriver? Yeah, but drills can do that as well. They can put attachments on the drill. Drill can... Yeah, can I know that. Yeah. They call me yeah. Maddie. Yeah, many. Maddie drills her money. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What is Makita? They call me I'm Mokita. trying to be that bloke from um, the block. I can't. Scotty Camp. Scotty Camp. Yeah, yeah that's, that's me. That's yeah. All right, so what's, uh, what's a common myth about... I mean, you can take this either way, being a fitter and turner or a sparky that you just want to say is a lot of shit. Um, or even you thought that's what it'd be like, and you're like, fuck, it's not like that at all. If fitter and turning didn't know about climbing in some of the shittest place known on earth to go to change a freaking bolt or weld something up, like, there's some grubby areas you go into. But I've also found that roof spaces aren't real pleasant either, at my eyesores anyway. Um, I don't know. Sparky's, I don't know, they get paid pretty well. Works pretty good. It's pretty much, I think it's one of the better trades, personally, because I make because I do it, but I don't know. A myth about fitter and turning. I thought I was going to do... I did, oh, I don't know. I probably didn't, I probably painted myself a bit of a corny with this one, but I did a little bit of everything at it, at the um, mill, so... Probably didn't really hone in on one skill out there, so mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe. Fitter and turning off was going to be on the laves and that would be a lot more, but I was only on there bits and pieces here and there. Yeah. I probably didn't really, when I, when I was on there, I wasn't really applying myself on there, but yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sparkies don't make heaps of money, but they make a little bit of money. Yeah. Wouldn't know. No. I would fucking, I reckon I'd be dead the first time I fucking did anything. <laughs> Yeah, you'd be surprised, but some people, like, some people order parts. In oh, there, actually, like, i got another question. So, oh, that's recutting you yeah. off. Have you shocked yourself? Uh, won't say no. Okay. <laughs> My own fault, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did it hurt? Yeah, it tickles. Oh, it tickles a little bit. Uh, it's 240s. Well, I didn't touch the 415, but I put my... Because it was in a live board and we are pulling out an old circuit. Because I didn't want to turn, didn't want to turn it off because it means I have to shut all their offices and that down. So... Yeah, put my hands a bit too close to someone and I felt a bit of a tingle and I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. Yep, no, fair <laughs> enough. Fucking hell. Um, all right, let's get into the bulk of these questions, man. So what shit doesn't work? Lying. Yeah? Um, I listened to a few of your podcasts and I haven't heard this answer yet. Lying to yourself and lying to others doesn't work because all the truth always comes out. Mm-hmm. I've had a few personal battles with this about... Um, just, it's just not, it can't, I can't, you don't have to put it down to one thing, just in general, like, your mental health, what's going on at home, how you're going at work, just don't lie, just don't, even if you're telling a bullshit story from the weekend, like, what's the point of lying, I don't understand it, there's a lot of people that lie, and I was one of them, I was probably doing it to probably cover a bit of a, bit of a haze on what was going on behind closed, closed doors a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Lying doesn't work. 
I just think it's always gets you caught out and there's no point doing it. What's the hardest thing about lying? Why is it so hard? So you have to, to keep it up. You have to keep it up. And you have to fucking change it up. If you slip. But yeah, everyone knows what you're doing. And then damage control too. Because if you lie for so long, when the truth comes out, it was all that shit you've done. That could have been knocked in the head from day one. But you said, no, nah, this ain't going good. I mean, you don't have to dive into this, but why were you lying? Uh, this goes back to that FIFO comment I probably made 45 minutes ago. Um, making money and spending money, is, it's all good, but I was spending money in ways I shouldn't have been spending money. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just affecting me, it was because I was married and a child. It was affecting other people. And it was also, I wasn't really probably in a good headspace, but I didn't know it at the time. I've only recently discovered after having a bad moment that shit, I need help. Like, I need to fucking tell someone I'm mm-hmm. not good. I had one of their moments uh, last year during COVID, 2020. You know, I get fucked. It was one of the worst years of my life. Um, I guess everyone's life was bad in 2020 because of COVID, but I had a marriage, breakup, um, lost a couple of jobs. So, yeah, I had a moment when I had to confess that I had a bit of a gambling addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't crazy. I guess I was all was addiction to not that bad, but, you know, like it wasn't that bad, but it was bad enough it was affecting life and it was, it was an issue, big issue. And I definitely shouldn't have been doing it. Um, but I kept that lie going for so long, it got to a point where I couldn't recover from that lie. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, damage has been done sort of thing. Damage has been done. Feelings have got hurt of my actions trust has been broken that's what you do when you lie to you break people with trust because they believe in you they want to listen to, they want to believe in you then when that lie comes unraveled and you then you have to do the bombshell of you know telling the truth what's going on it's pretty it's pretty fucked like mm-hmm. I'm not going to even sugarcoat it like I'm talking this in my perspective like I don't want to you know the other person might hear this and you know people that know each, know, know me and her and I don't know exactly. It's probably be a bit of a shock to some people. Listen to this, but um, yeah, I was, I was drinking and gambling, and just a, I wasn't a real nice person to be around when shit was going wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a bit of a fake profile that was this happy-go-lucky guy, but I was, but behind closed doors, I had some dark moments. One of them was last year, after the breakup. Um, I was sitting in my donger, like my camp and room, like room and camp. I was just, sit- just where were you? In the camp, well, I was I was still working away, Fife in um, Prominent Hill. So I was in a camp in my room at camp, like a donger. Like three three meters by three meters, got a toilet, fridge, TV, that's it. And I just felt like these rooms were just closing on me. I was just like, all my shit going on in my life. I just feel like, and I was just, I think I was just on Instagram or something. I was just, and it was like someone like a friend, um, Ali, you, you know her from your school, Ali Hasty. Oh yep. yeah. Someone I wouldn't really ever thought in my wildest dreams would just go ring up. I need to talk. But I just seen her name pop up, and I was just like, that's who I need to talk to. I need to talk to someone. And I just hit her up. So, look, I think I started off with a little bit of a conversation, and I just said, you look, I'm actually having a fucking, I'm actually having a little bit of a fucking breakdown here. I need to talk to someone. And she, like, she helped me so much. But, yeah, getting a bit emotional about it. But, yeah, just, you don't know when you need to call out. So, I was trying to say to everyone, like, you got it. Like, I put up a big post up in December, I reckon it was. Because when I hurt my back, I had a real big dive again. I thought I was going good. I had another big dive. It's not like I was suicidal. I wasn't suicidal, but I was just... 
you just kind of give up. Like you just like, I'm just fucking over it. I'm just, mm. I'm just done. I just don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to go on anymore. I just don't want to go outside. I just want to stay here and just sit in my room and do nothing. Like, I guess it's depression, but it's like, mine was just a bit situational. Like I put myself in that spot. It wasn't like I'd had trauma or anything. It was like I put myself in that spot. Yeah, I rang up, talked. I don't know how long I talked to her. Probably an hour and a half, ages. And it was just like a big load of weight off my chest, off my shoulders. I was sleeping, and I wasn't sleeping sometimes. I was having like two hours of sleep a night because I was just thinking about everything I'd done, hurt, like hurt people, you know, your family. Like, like, even my best mates, some of my best mates didn't know how bad it was. Yeah, so I just, I just say to people. If you lie on yourself that you're in a good headspace, you're not. Like, you gotta, you gotta, no matter how small it is, if it's like the littlest drama you've had, it's upset your day, what's made you put in your shit mood, just vent to someone. Just say to one, say, you know what, this has happened. And most of the time they'll go, all that person needs to do is listen. Because most of the time, by the time you finish talking, you've already answered your problems. You've already said what I need to do or what I need to do. Nobody's going, yeah. Mm. It's just, you just need to, sometimes you just need to verbalize it, like just out loud to someone. It doesn't even have to be your friend. Could be anyone, lifeline, whatever. I didn't do that for a long time, but when I started doing it, oh, fuck, like when I went seeing the cancer, that's another thing we need to take taboo off is counselling. Mm-hmm. It's like apparently if you see a cancer, you're weak. Like that's the way I saw myself. I'm gonna get help. Um, I've, I'm shit. I've, I've, that's the way I saw myself. It's like if I get help, I've, I'm weak. I've, I'm defeated. I'm defeated. Which is actually the op- complete opposite. It actually takes, I reckon, takes a lot more guts to go and do that. Because once I did it, it was like. Like, it wasn't instantly, like, but it was over time I could probably see myself getting better. And, like, even the counsellor would say, like, you come in a lot, lot chipper mood today. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, walking there and start kicking shit and having a dummy spit. But, like, yeah, you, you know, I could tell by your body language, like, how how you actually are going. Because mm. you can go in there and lie. They can see you through it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, well, you're wasting your money sitting here telling me your lies for an hour, you know. Yeah, I don't even know what the question was now. I just want a big tangent. <laughs> it was what shit doesn't work. Yeah, lying. Just, just tell people what's going on. Just, I don't know. It's just, it could be small, big. Lying just doesn't work. Yeah. There's a couple of things. Like I, I'm a big trust person, and once trust is broken, fuck, it's hard to rebuild yep. because yep, absolutely. You just keep second guessing everything that they say. Yep. <clears throat> and the other thing that you said, um, and that's fucked though. Like. Because you don't, like, especially if it's someone that you love or, you know, you speak, think highly of, you don't want to second guess them. And then yeah. you almost put up, like, as a protection barrier because you don't want them to fuck you over again. Yeah, that's probably what happened with us. The, well, I confessed the first time, but I was in a pretty bad way with the, um, the gambling and stuff and drinking. <sighs> then I thought it was over from then. I thought it was, I was done. This is it. Fucking, I'm cooked it here. Gave me another chance and I fucked it again and that was it. Mm. Um, but I didn't get help after that first time properly. Mm. I thought I could do it myself. Couldn't. No. 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 I wasn't, I probably wasn't, I don't know, maybe, yeah, probably take losing everything in a way to go, we, pull your fucking head in. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Sad, but that's what addiction is though. though. That's what people don't realise. realise. It's like, you don't when you're sitting there doing stuff like that, I don't people doing drugs. I'm probably not sitting there going, "Geez, I'm fucking making my you know partner's life hell right now." Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like I was, 
wasn't that's just the way your brain works and there's people who can gamble with people who can drink or there's people that can even do drugs and not get addicted that's just how they're wired you know what i mean but me that was a little i've got addictive personality apparently because i've talked about my hobbies and that and to my counselor she's like well not just gambling just in general you if you like something you you just do it heaps like yeah. you just or something in your brain like, like i like gaming or i like drinking's more of a social thing these days I've, i'd definitely do drink because everyone's probably seen me drinking beer but i definitely have cut back i was sitting in my room drinking beers by myself and in the camp like i was because i was not happy i was just this is my hat and it's a and it's a depressant so it's like the worst thing you could probably do yeah yeah <laughs> so like it's a yeah, I wasn't helping myself. Yeah, when I was feeling shit about you know whatever, I was so, smacks beers in my, in my room. So yeah. what's going through your head knowing that, like you're gambling and it's not the right thing? Like what what do you, when when you're sitting there doing? I it? I think it's when you do it and you lose because you fucking lose all the time. Let's be honest. Well, sometimes you have wins, but yes, when you it's that it's that it's like a blanket of like dread goes over you. Like fuck, man, what have I just done? Like, yeah. But then you're going, shit, I've already gained that much money. I've got to get it back. Chase the loss. Yeah. Chase your losses. But I wasn't doing exuberant, but I was just over time. It was a time thing. It wasn't like in one go. So that's, I'm not making an excuse. I'm just explaining my situation. That's that's what I did. And it got to a point, once I'd already done it once, and yeah, they pretty much, and I understand, I would have done the exact same thing if I was her. I would have done it. Yeah, you're, you're fucked up. Mm. But, yeah. Trust is Trust is gone. And then, yeah, couldn't regain it. So, so don't fucking lie. Don't lie. If you're fucked up, just own it. Own your mistakes. Even at work, whatever you do, just go, we, I'm a little bit stupid. of you know, like, I've drilled a hole in the wrong spot. Like, go, just go own up. Because if you longer try and cover it, the worse it gets. i got to ask, when you called Ali and you literally just spilled your guts out to her, what was her reaction? I think she was shocked to hear, like, she had no idea this was going on. Like, sorry, Ali, if you're listening. Um, I just dropped this massive bombshell on her, like, a fucking, my marriage is over and it's all because of me. Like, it is because of me. Um, that's the guilt I had to carry for a long time. But I'm over that now. Like, it took me probably three or four months after the marriage was, like, we called it a day to me to really accept that it, it was over and, like, I was. You know, I got rid of the guilt a little bit. Like, there's no point if I sat there and be guilty about it forever. Mm. I'm never going to move on. I'm just going to probably end up keep gambling again. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, but that moment I rang her up. I think she was really good. She just listened, talked me. You know, because you, when you're that worked up, you've got all the worst case scenario fucking mm. things going through your head. And she talked me down from. She goes, "No, you're not a fucking terrible person. You just, just done a, just made a mistake." Like. Does it define you as a whole? Your mistake doesn't define you as a whole person like that. Like, I've learned that myself. I've learned a lot of self-growth since then. Like, I don't know if some people have noticed. You know, I don't. I don't know. I, I've tried to be less negative. I am still am negative. I'm, I'm, I've got a bit of a nickname in the group chat with Paul and mm. Calvin Draft Boys. They call me Negative Nancy because I'm always like saying someone's shit or someone's like mm. not. Yeah, I do still do that. I'm like. They call me out and it's like, yeah, fucking good call because that's actually what I am like. I've got a bit of a negative mindset. I'm trying to change that, but yeah. But yeah, I could be very thankful. And there's a few others that have been really good um, to me as well. Um, well, probably don't need to name everyone, but yeah, just 
that moment it was like a that was like a light bulb. That was like not a light bulb, but like a like a defining moment in my life. I'm in a bad bad way mentally. Yeah. 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 When was your light bulb moment? And what I mean by that is when did things just click and begin to make sense? Recently, um, when I went to counselling. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I need to actually do this. Like, like it's not a gimmick. It's actually good to sit here and just tell someone everything that's going on in your life. I can't... F- I don't believe they can fix everything. They give you the tools. That's what they do. They give you the tools to fix it. So mine is just... My own head. I just need to get out of my own head sometimes with my mm. negative attitude and stuff like that. And just go, look, take it back. And I'm a, bit, I'm a very emotional person. Like, I'm passionate. I'm a passionate person. So if I don't agree with something, or if I do agree with something, I'm, I'll go all in. I can annoy people because I'm like, nah, like, this is what I'm passionate about. Like, sometimes I won't take a backward step on some things. But mostly it's on myself as well. Like, yeah. Always want to do better. You know, that's what I'm trying to do now, just do better. Baby steps a bit too. Sometimes you can go too much at once. Mm. Don't don't load your plate up with too much. That's what I'd say because that's when you can cook yourself a bit too. Yep, yep, hundred percent. So what what's from counselling? What what tools have they given you that's really clicked? Um, you got your fight and flight syndrome. Mm-hmm. So mine was with gambling was if I think about it, distract myself. Okay. Like, like yeah, like. It was pokies. It was bad. Like, I was bad on. Yeah. So, don't put myself in them situations. Like, you know, I have recently and I've been all right. But for a while there, because of COVID, COVID probably actually helped me with that because pubs were shut. Yeah. You know. But I never, I did have like sports betting that, but I cut that right back. I got rid of it actually for what, like for ages. Um, But like, they give you the tools. Like, there's the windows. Like, my response, if I don't like something I hear, I can emotional. Like, the first thing is use my emotion instead of processing it a little bit and then doing it too. Still, have a little like, bit of wank, but I don't know. Not everyone's perfect. Not everyone's like can just react the perfect way. So, everyone's got their own way they react to things. And my way was mine was just a trigger. If I didn't like something, I'd react straight away yep. instead of just thinking about it and thinking of a better way to handle, like, attack the, the issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's something you've changed your mind on as you've gotten older? Hmm. Your opinions aren't always right. Like, a lot of people have got opinions these days. Yeah. I was very... Circus social media, probably two or three years ago, I was very... Because I'm a bit of a lefty, I used to put up a lot of shit on Facebook, and I realised when I started saying stuff for other people on the other side of the fence, I don't like that, saying that. It's like, well... That's opinions, and everyone's got an opinion. And I need to, you need to respect it, even if you don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I've been more accepting of other people's opinions a bit more. To that, I, I won't, I won't challenge people over opinions anymore. In a way, I'll yeah. be a lot more reserved on that. Some things, especially when it comes to footy, I'll probably get a bit vocal about. But yeah, but it's actually something serious. It's like, well, footy is serious, but you know, like. I'll pull me in a bit more. I've got a bit mature with that now. Was there ever a time when you realised that it actually doesn't matter? Yeah, because I could still go have a beer with that person the next day. Uh, like, you yeah. know, like there's some people in my friendship group that they say things and go, oof. And I'm like, well, 
and ask his opinion in my opinion he probably goes oof in my opinion mm. so well, mm. what's the point getting the shits on with someone over something like that yeah why that one thing ruined yeah. everything that one person out of seven billion people on the planet ruined everything yeah was there ever a time you're thankful that the pandemic happened no not really uh <laughs> Um, well, we split up then a week later, those full restrictions came in. So we're living together for six months while that happened. But it did help us out because I had a job because I didn't lose my job when I'm the blessed ones. I was still working SA at the time. Mm -hmm. So I was still able to get to work. So I didn't really, I had to drive back a few times out of flying because of Rex, the dogs, um, cancelled flights. And cry on poor, and they rip their local, local customers off for years. Um, yeah, so I'm probably not real glad the pandemic happened at all, but has made me appreciate things a little bit more as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, going to see your family, you're like, lockdown happens, you can't do it, you know. Um, you can if you're in Sydney, look at Oh, yeah, look. well, that's good. Cool. I don't want to get all political, but... Um, I don't give a fuck, man. Yeah, but, like, you know, pubs are shut. You can't, you can't, you can't even take... Couldn't take half of the playground. Like, it's like, just those little things, it's like, well, this is fucked. This is no fun. Like, I'm glad... I'm kind of... They kind of need to happen, because look what happens when they don't, but there's a new one, but, yeah. But, no. Nah, COVID was just the icing on the cake for my, my, my 2020. And you're vaccinated? Today, I got my second jab. I can feel the 5G running through my veins. And Bill Gates has tried to message me before, and he said, welcome to the club. Can't wait to control did, you. Did you, like, I mean, I haven't fucking, I haven't had no jab. Have you, did you feel like only, tired? Only steroids, yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah I know. Do we just one, yeah. Um, have you, like, have you felt, like, tired, sick, runny nose, or anything like that? First one, didn't even know I had it. Um, this, the second dose is apparently when people of more my age had felt, effects like the feverish you know you get the flu jab. sometimes i had a flu jab i feel like just a bit run down for a day mm-hmm. but i've only had it an hour and a half so yeah I don't know. Let's see what happens i might feel a bit shit later on but i've heard it's only like an overnight thing it's not like a massive yeah no well depends what you read depends what media you're into i guess is what one you listen to so mm, mm. so what if, if russ was prime minister what would he be administering to fix this whole covid situation <laughs> A lot of people won't like this. You wait to hear my answer, mate. Oh, <laughs> um, only because it doesn't affect me so much, because I don't have any aspirations in the near future to do it. But people overseas and coming and going, how does every time COVID kick off in Australia? Uh, probably when someone comes back from yeah. overseas. And... New Zealand had it sorted. They stopped everyone coming in for a bit there, I think. Mm. Um, but I know it's hard because people, people's family get sick and that and you need to come back and stuff. But I don't know. I feel like that's my way to get rid of it. But then again, if it's another strain coming out, this is where I'm being on the fence with all this stuff. I don't know. The winter's going to end. I don't know. Do you want to hear my answer? <laughs> is it like Thanos? Just... <laughs> no, it's better than that. <laughs> so what happens... Is everyone flies into Avalon, right? Like Melbourne, Geelong, the Geelong one? Oh, whatever the fuck, Avalon. Tom Moraine. Yeah, the fuck, I don't care. Yeah. they'll go to they'll go to Avalon. Well, no, that's yeah, one that airport. no one knows no, yeah, about. First, yeah. first thing, Lemo, they go into Avalon because it's not in the city of Melbourne. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. in Melbourne. It's out of the way. Because near Geelong, yeah. Yeah, build like a fucking like China built like two hospitals, 
in like two weeks. That helped yeah. a thousand people. Just do that, but with the combination. I don't give a shit if it's shitty. That's your own fault for coming mm. back. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just keep them there for a month. And like could, like each week they can like upgrade the area they go into. So say if they didn't get it, they move So the on. one week is in this sport, the two weeks is in this sport, and the three weeks yep. is so you're not integrating with yep. other people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyone that breaks, like goes and sees someone like if we're in lockdown and they go, they, you know, do the wrong thing or they're violating um, lockdown laws, shoot them. If wow. that doesn't get the message across. I feel about that people that hoard toilet paper. Just shoot them on sight. Like everyone should be able to carry a gun to shoot toilet paper orders. Because your ass doesn't shit more when there's a COVID outbreak. So Mate, one way. person Fuck, man. shot would change. Oh, no, not no. shoot them, but you know what I mean. Like, you've got it. Well, Everyone's just getting slaps on the wrist. Uh, They're still doing it. They don't, yeah. they don't give a fuck. I mean, I mean, I do. I mean, I look at the policing of the whole situation. Fuck, that'd be a hard job. But at the end of the day, um, look, it's what, 19 months now since it's been going mm, on? Yeah. I do. I look, the QR code's fucking saved our ass in SA so kudos yeah. to that but it's not doing shit when it goes to big scale I feel like regional areas are getting fucked over too with these lockdowns oh 100% yeah I don't agree with that locking down the regional areas they should shoot us well they pretty much do anyway with the budget so. oh shit Mr Marshall yeah. I remember what was it fucking I don't know something about mm-hmm. something something about Stephen Marshall's on um, Paul Rush Road I don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't care either. Yeah. What's something you think everyone should try at least once? Oh. Oof. I guess travel or staying on topic for pretty much cancelling or just, I don't, know, volu- I don't know, maybe volunteer work. I don't know. Have you volunteered? Yeah, not voluntary volunteer work. It was, I wasn't getting paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> I got made to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Travel's good. Get out of your, get out and see another culture, or go out, just get out of, just get on a plane out, go to a bit of water. Or mm. well, even though, even though I've been around plenty of Australia with work, but even to some place in Australia, I wouldn't mind going and have a look at. But yeah, I think there's, you know, some people have never left, like, lived, never left Mount Gambier. It's like how the Fuck! Have you lived in Mount Gambier whole life? I can't understand that. But, yeah. There's only so many manies you can do, you know. Yeah, like I'm actually because this is being currently recorded on a Thursday night. Normally, this time when I was in my prime of yeah. being a high school kid, there were manies. Oh, yeah, fast pasta. Yeah, you go fast pasta. Subway. Yeah, dance subway. Yeah, and yeah. you just and there'd be many trains and yeah. there'd be like VLs yeah. like lowered on their guts. Yeah. There'd be like other bangers like techno fucking skits mix or something like that, or hard NRG. I had Abigail Williams. Yep, okay. Or just like metal. And yeah, they'd just yeah. be. Yeah. Raging for Shane. Oh, fuck, those are the days. We had a rule, you had to have the windows down. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they were the days. Cool. Many trains. Cool as fuck. I was a dude. Oof. What happened nowadays? Wow. It's like. Fuck. We got nothing's going on. I'm driving not a cool car and. <laughs> I'm not cranking. And I'm in bed by 10 o'clock. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Um, all right. I love this question. Here we go. Do you think boys and girls are equal? Oh, I hear this one. There's a lot, there is a lot of different answers on this one. Yeah, like, there is. It's a juicy question. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. So it's like, in general. Mm-hmm. But there is attributes to both of them that aren't. Obviously, everyone goes down the physical path. Like mm-hmm. Men are genuinely stronger. But there'd be a lot of women out there that could... Beat the absolute shit out of me if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's quite a hard bleed time, pretty tough. But um, I think there's, yeah, I can't remember if I was, I was listening to one of yours and someone said there's a lot of, I think it was B. Ken, Brett Kennedy, for people who don't know his nickname, um, that there is a lot, I probably in the last 10 years, there's been a lot more change happen. Mm. Footy is always the one that year in the, that's the, that's the line, I reckon it's AFLW. Yep. That's where you stand on that. I'm all for AFLW. Okay, go, everyone's got to remember that AFL players weren't AFL players to the 90s. Mm. They weren't professional getting these big contracts until I think Wayne Carey and Gary Ablett Sr. were the first million-dollar man. Like, first ones got the big paychecks. That was because of Ricky Nixon. Paul or anyone out there is going to correct me if I'm wrong, but anyone that knows their footy stuff, there's been a lot out there probably going to message me telling you, you fucked that up, Russ. But, they had a hundred years of playing footy until they got paid to do it. Mm. Now, yeah, we're getting an AFLW. Only way it's going to grow is about putting on TV. Get these young girls, seeing girls playing footy on TV, because you never saw it. You, not even down here. I remember cricket. Girls want to play cricket down here. There's no cricket team. They can all play cricket for ages. Now, in the last 10 years, I think there is slowly starting to be cricket teams for girls down mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Not many, but at least it's a start. If any. Know. Yeah. Uh, no, well, this. You know, you used to fuck that lyric up. So long. What? No, I, I think oh, this is so embarrassing. I don't even want to say Not many. Fenny. What'd you say? Ain't Fenny or something like that? Oh, get the fuck out. Interview over. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Um, yeah, really bad. I, used, I fuck up a lot of lyrics. Because I don't ever like listen to them properly. I just listen to the, like, the not the actual word, just the sound. I don't yeah. Know, so, yeah. Um, Sorry, back on, back on target. Yeah, so I think, I think AFLW will get a lot better quicker than it probably took the blokes to get good at footy in a way because if you're not getting paid to play footy these AFL players aren't playing AFL mm, you know, that's true if you said to who would be a money hungry one now the AFL I don't know who's getting paid a lot of money if you said Dustin Martin right mm. we're not paying you next year you can play for free you say go fuck yourself I'm not doing that yep. Yep. so you can't expect these girls to try and play a professional sport without some guidance I definitely think it's improved They've still got a well, like a way to go, but it's going to get there though. It's it probably happened quicker than everyone thinks, but everyone's so negative about it. And I just, why be negative about it? How does it influence you that AFLW is being played? I think because it's supposed to be entertainment. Yeah, but do you have TV's on right now? I'm not watching it. Oh. No, I have to watch every channel that's on. But I guess, and I guess the other thing was why is there such a big push for it? Mm, yeah, I guess because I think it's trying to make it more equal. I guess everyone's trying to give more opportunity. Mm. And AFL want to make money too. That's a business. It's a business. So if they can get more girls, like girls go watch bikes play footy and stuff, because you know, they can be interested in sport too. Like They don't have to be just only for girls footy. They can be for boys as well. And I've had women say, I don't like women footy. Mm. And it's like, okay, that's fair enough. But I don't go, well, shock horror, women doesn't like footy. That's just, it's opinion, but... I think this is the equal opportunity in a way for girls to play footy. And it's and for AFL's business to grow, so AFLW to get bigger, they have to put it on TV. Mm. And they have to pump money into it. Mm-hmm. They have to do grassroots footy. How many girls are playing footy now? There's an absolute shit ton of girls yeah, playing footy right. now. So that's where it stems from. So these girls are playing footy 14, 15 years old now. Mm. Give them another five, six years. They're going to get better and better. Better coaches... I think you find a lot more AFL, like uh, Nick Del Santos, now the Saints 
AFLW coach. Like, oh, he's played 300 odd games of footy. Like he, he's coaching the Saints team. So that's what I'm saying. It's going to grow. They're going to, I don't know who's paying that bill. I don't know if it's a pro BB AFL paying the bill for him to do that. But, yeah. you know, that's how it's going to grow. You know, what's like with your, oof, there's a cake. You know, everyone's never got a slice of, of the pie. No, nah, never heard of it. Everyone's no. got a slice of the pie, mate. Don't know what you're talking about. Slices might be bigger in some plates, but there's, there's plenty there to go around. And if you don't like, like watching AFLW, don't watch it. Here's a question. Would you watch men's netball? I've never had an interest in netball, so probably not. Okay, yeah, that's a good answer. Like, it's not like I've watched women's netball and all of a sudden I'm like, ooh, I don't want to watch that. It's like yeah, yeah. Netball. Would you play it if you got asked to play? It's actually a harder sport than it. Like, it's really bad on your joints. Yeah, and I'm short as, And I'm short as shit too, so it wouldn't be real good. Maybe it's a centre, maybe. Centre wing fence. Wing defence. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a shit spot. You know, no one wants to be wing defence. Oh, I don't know, I'm not a... I just you, know you ping it if you're a centre and that's about I don't it. know. Do you reckon blokes would watch men's netball? Just put it gender, gender, like two genders, just for a second. I reckon it'd be sick. You reckon? Better well, than basketball? Nah. Do you like basketball? I do like basketball. Yeah, so... That's totally different. But I don't like women's but basketball. Beef. I've never... Oh, yeah, watch the Opals. I, I really... I mean, I don't care. The skill... <laughs> From a, uh, an NBA to a WNBA is oh yeah, but absolutely ridiculous. I want to know the difference in between. It's even uh, it's even. So I was going to say cut you again. It's even when um uh, I was. I mean, this is him being cocky, but Kevin Durant after they won their gold medal, he's like, they're not even they're not even at our level. They're not even at our level. And he like it was like because the United States team was absolutely packed with stars, yeah. and everyone was just absolutely running the mouth saying, "No fucking can't win shit, rah rah rah," and then. They literally shat on everyone. It took a long time to get going, though. Yeah. But, um, yeah, were you going to say sorry? Oh, what is that? Like, a male high school student gets a grant to go to a school because he's good at, good at basketball. So yep. it was a woman's grant to go play basketball at high school. Mm. I wonder what the difference is. There. Good question. You know what I mean? There's got to be, you know. Depends there's more fun- what's by, there's more. Well. There's more funding in the male side of it. Of course, there's going to be better, but I don't know. So, starting as of today, I'm going to not play netball. All right. <laughs> Next question. Um, actually, before we move on, what advantages do you reckon you have as a male? Have you have you uh, known to tap into any advantages? What do you have? Mm, certain job roles, I reckon you probably have an advantage, but... Mm. But I don't think that's right ever, though. I don't think you should be what you, on merit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But uh, if you've got the advantage, I'll fucking say take yeah, it as well. I guess. What advantage have a bloke? I guess people excuse... Oh, not so much these days. People excuse a lot of shitty behaviour when you're a bloke. You just go, ah, oh, boys will be boys. Mm-hmm. Till they get to late 20s, like, all right, pull your fucking head in. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but that's probably more of a immaturity thing. Like, blokes can be immature for a bit longer than girls are... More mature at 14, 15 than they are at, than blokes are. Mate, like, girls are fucking mature at nine. Yeah. Boys are not mature. I'm fucking but 31, think, I'm not immature. Do you, you reckon that's a. That's a. Do you reckon it's a taught thing? No, I think it's built in there, probably. Like the DNA, yeah. 100%. Because boys coming to school, a reception boy versus a reception girl is miles yeah. apart. Yeah. I agree with that, yeah. 
and chicks going. Pre- most girls start puberty before. Like chicks are more interested in boys than before. Yeah. Boys are interested in girls. Like they. Harvey says that girls are gross. He doesn't want to kiss them. So yeah. Yeah. See, uh, what are most people doing wrong in their day to day life? Mm, worrying about other, what other people are doing. Yeah. Like, living with a lot of that. I'm guilty of it as well. Back well, years ago I was really bad for it, but um. I probably wasn't happy with my own backyard, but yeah, yeah, they're probably trying to worry about what everyone else is doing. See what you. Why did you want to know? What's that? Why did you want to know what everyone else was doing? I don't know. It's kind of like you're trying to compare yourself against oh. others. You know what I mean? Like, yep. So you go, oh, that guy's fucked up. Ha! <laughs> Makes me feel good about myself. But well, no, not really, because he's probably going to learn from that mistake and be better off. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I think everyone just. Being a small town is a bit gossipy as well. And putting myself on this is probably not going to help. They won't be like, oh, that Russell Gartner. You'd be surprised, Bad man. news. Nah, He's fucking gambler and addict. Nah, fucking cockhead. Maybe cockhead, but... Um, well, that's true, though. But yeah. Like, no... no. There has... And all the... I don't know how many episodes I've done now. There has been no ill will spoken. Yeah. No, I, I actually applaud everyone that's come on and like... Some people have had some fucking... Had no idea. Like, Ian Watkins? No idea that mm. he had gone through that. Like, absolutely none. And he's like the most chill bloke I've ever met. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, you should not be chill. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's what I mean. It's just... <laughs> like, fuck. People yeah. have... And that's what I mean. Like, There's a different walks of life in this town. For 30,000 30, 30, people? that too many? Uh, I think it's 29,999, my mm. last count. But... It could be 998. Keep going. Away, you're going away. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um... Fuck. What do you think people overlook? So what are they not doing enough of? So the other um, side of the phone. Talking to each other. Yeah. Like, just ring up your mate and ask how he's going. Just, even yourself, like, like, like as a, ask yourself how you're going. Pop, doing, talk. It don't have to be about how it's going in your life. Just talk to someone. Just, because you never know what will pop up. You might, mm. you might talk to someone like, and you find out something about him. You go, oh shit, like, I didn't know that was happening or... Mm. Like, oh, I'm bad for that. I lost contact with a lot of people over the years. I think Firefo did that as well. But, um, yeah, a lot of people get married and shit. I'm like, fuck. Mm. I don't know they were even that close to getting married. When you realise, oh, they've been together for five, six years. Oh, that's right. That's probably about time to get married. Mm. You know, like, yeah. Oh, just talk to each other. Just talk. Talk. Just, even just give yourself a little bit of a talk. Say, how's everything going? Do you know? Yep. Do you want to do anything? Yeah. Check in. Check in. Yep, yep. I think uh, a really important thing that I've... I wish I started earlier. It's not... Most people might think this is a bad thing, but there's some people that I talk to that we don't, like, hang shit on each other, but we'll talk about what we're not good at. Yeah. And so it's like, hey, like, fucking pick up your game here. Like, yeah. you said you're going to do this, you didn't fucking do it. Like, yeah. Sometimes you need you need that sometimes. I think I needed that as... Well, I fucking wish I had a few of them in my time. Yeah. Mum um, likes to do it to me a little bit, tells me... But I, when it comes to your mum, it's like a, you think it's a nag. Mm. Yeah. So, I'd, yeah. But she's actually doing everything your your best interest. And you go, oh, shut up, mum. Like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to hear it. Because you, you don't want to hear it because it's true. It's ringing too and, true. Uh, and it's like, and it hurts because you're like, fuck, actually. You know, a bit of, no, I have a bit of self. I've been doing that a lot lately. Now, she, I, t- I get a bit snappy with my mum about something. She's, she's hit a nerve. And I'm like, oh, like. Mm. Then later on, I'll be like, yeah, okay. And she'll message me and we'll, we'll talk about it then. But, yeah. Mm. That's that. That red and blue window, the red, I think it was the red window, like your emotional. That's so why I just shut her out. I just go, nah. 
I'm not talking about it because I'm going to get fucking... That's what I do now. I go, don't want to talk about it now. Hit the nerve. Yep. I'm going to say something I want to say. Talk about it later. Yep. Yep. There's a saying which is um, the bomber cops the most flack when it's directly on target. And so when they when they say something that hits so yeah. deep and you retaliate with fucking everything yeah. you've got, that means it's bang yeah, on. Yeah, 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 generally. Tell me about your biggest setback. Ooh. I think we just talked about it. Um, oh, biggest setback. Yeah, that was going through all that stuff. You know, the marriage broke up and fucking pulled my head in about all the stuff I've done and checking my mental health. But uh, I had a bit of a setback, losing jobs. Um, one of them was just I wasn't really quite the right fit for the job, and mm-hmm. he was probably looking for someone that he could put in a van permanently and drive around and do jobs. And he didn't have quite enough work for me at the same time, so it was it was a mutual kind of like you know probably I used to ask him, said, "What's going on?" He's all right. It's time to go. That's when I was trying to do the quit the FIFO, come back home, work full time, spend more time Harvey, get my life a bit more balanced. Because mm-hmm. doing FIFO life, I didn't really think it was going to be good for me for much longer. Then I lost a job again with another company. Um, my fault again. I did something. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. It's always good to tell someone, tell them you should have done that when they've already done it because they already know they're fucked up. Mm-hmm. I hate being, I hate hindsight. It's like I've done something, they go, oh, you shouldn't have done that. It's like, you know, fucking shit, I should have done that. You, I'm the one here sitting here now with no job. I shouldn't have done that, you know. Um, by the way, I put a social media post up during work hours, but I was on a toilet break when I did it, so I didn't think much of it. And, yeah, and lost my job over it pretty much. Um, That's fucking crazy. But, yeah, I don't want to shit can too much, but it was my fault. I shouldn't have done it. If I didn't do it, it wouldn't have happened. I'd probably be still working for it, maybe. But, um, yeah. That was then I got a job. I had to go back to do FIFO for a swing, looking for a job with her and with now. I said, there's no work for us now, but November is work. So I went did it back another swing. Then I've done me back, um, bulged a disc in my lower back. That I've just started getting my life. I feel like my life was just getting back online. Like, mm. I've, you know, I've got a, got a good, good job at home, good hours, seeing Harvey lots. Got a good system. My life had a routine. Yeah, yeah. And I've always been just me back. I was off work for three months. Like, first month was in death. Like, I could not fucking move. But, um, yeah, even because I didn't do it at work as such, I had to do it. So I had to go back to work when I was fit, fully fit. So I couldn't, like, gradually go back. Income protection, very good thing in the end. You know, I've been paying it for years, thinking, why the hell am I paying for this? But fucking, you'd sometimes you do need it, especially if you're, well... I imagine if I had a house and all that stuff, then, like, and all these bills coming in, you'd be shitting your dax a fair bit, I reckon. you had no job. So, yeah, definitely something to look into, people, is uh, income protection. You never know, because I never thought I'd use it, but I just picked Harvey off the couch one morning and felt a pop in my right butt cheek, and I was like, fuck, that hurt. And I went to get up, and I was like, ooh, that really hurts. I was like, all right, I'll get Harvey to kindergarten. Drove out to work for some reason. I don't know why I fucking did. Hobbled in. <laughs> the supervisor looks at me and goes, what are you doing? Go home. Go to the doctor. Went to the doctor. He rings a sciatica nerve. I pinched a sciatica nerve. Because it was not that kind of area. But I felt like a pop, like a like something went in my back. It wasn't like a pinch. I've had a pinch between the shoulder blades for you. know, you, just, you can't really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake up next morning in bed. Couldn't move. Like, I could not move my legs. Like, I could move them, but the pain was that bad. I would just didn't want to move at all. 
my front door was locked, I'm home alone by myself. I'm, like, I'm busting for a piss. <laughs> what am I going to do here? Lucky my stepdad's got a set of keys, the house I was in. He came around and tried to get me out of bed. I got about a 30 degree angle sitting up and I was screaming in pain. I went back down. I've never felt pain like this ever in my life. Like, I am a bit of a wuss, but like, I've never had a broken bone, so I never really compare it as, but everyone else I've talked to has had bad backs. Like, Steve, he's, Robert, he's done a back as well. He's, he said the same thing. He's like a burning pain. It's bad. Ambo's come, gave me the green whistle. Felt, head felt really good. I was like, la la land. I was like, this is sick. But every time I moved, my back was still hurting. Like, it didn't really take the full, like, my, like still didn't want to move because of the pain. Mm-hmm. And she gave me fentanyl, which is pretty much someone, a nurse or someone's going to correct me, but I think it's like their version of heroin. <laughs> so I was like, I felt really good after that. And I was like, yeah, I think they gave me a muscle relax- relaxant as well. And I uh, did the old piss in the bottle thing, the, you know, those things that have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't want to walk another 10 metres of the toilet, but I just do it there and just walk straight out the ambulance. Went out the ambulance, the doctor at the um, hospital, she was really good. She goes, there was one look at me and does all the movements and wears the pain. She's like, oh, that's definitely a bulge disc. Yeah, as I had a CT scan. Yeah, CT scan to confirm it, is it? Yeah. Then, just as I was, I got back to work on light duties, I sneezed. That's right. I tore my abdominal muscle on my side, Mm -hmm. which is apparently only common in like baseball pitches and and like fast bowls. Which I'm definitely not either of them too. <laughs> so I sneezed like seven times in a row, and that last one, because all my muscles must have been tired from me back. They just were like, no, nah, we can't protect you anymore, mate. We're just going to have to let you go. Snapped me, tore it. I didn't completely tear it. I got like grade two, I think it is. And this massive bruise on my side for about a week and a half, two weeks. So they had to get back to, to the physio to get that back on track too. So I had two injuries to get back on track. So that was probably my biggest, like, if I reckon if that had happened six months earlier, I would have had an absolute meltdown, I reckon. I would have been fucked, I reckon. Because that really, it really took the positive spin that was going on in my life out a bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can be a positive person. Then you, when you can't get out of bed, like, what am I doing all day? Netflix, KO. I've gotten a bit of a dark hole. I put a Facebook page up and just... I just made everyone aware. You don't know what people are going through. Because I must have been... I was quiet for about two or three days. I wasn't on the social media. I wasn't really talking to anyone. And I was in a real... Oh, no, I was in a dark space. I was in that same space I was when I rang up Ali. I was fucking hate my life. Like, why is this happening? Why is this happening now? Like, just started getting my life back on track. I had a bit of a pull. Woe was me moment. A bit of a pity moment. And I was feeling a bit like... But people feel like that sometimes. Some, you know... People don't deserve stuff like, like that. Like, I don't... You know just happens like you know yeah and then yeah i had another moment i said you know i've got a fair few people on there i had a lot of messages from people going shit man i didn't know you were I'm like yeah i've been struggling for a while like that started that conversation like shit's not always rosy like i think i'm a pretty happy girl like a guy i can mm. have a joke with anyone and have a laugh and have a beer but sometimes when shit it's a fan shit it's a fan yeah yeah i think that really just reiterates and really um hones in on what I've learned from this is that you have fucking no idea what anyone's yeah, going Yeah, exactly through. right. You judge, you, yeah, you can't judge book by its covers. You don't know what's going on in that person's head. You don't know what's going on. That cat might just got run over that morning and you're just giving him a hard time that day because, you know, you, know just, you just don't know what's going on. Like, no. Treat everyone with respect and, 
you'll figure out what is going on in their lives. Yeah. They'll let you in. Yeah. What excites you? Oh, I was trying to think of a funny answer to this today. Um, I think I should go sensible first. Is Harvey, mm-hmm. my son. Um, he's he's only five and he's got his whole life ahead of him. I get to see it. Hopefully, get to see a fair bit of it. Um, yeah, like what he, what kind of person he's going to turn into, what his interest going to be, what's he going to do. Uh, what else excites me? I've got to, I guess you get a, I've had to restart my life again a bit too. So I've got a that new venture of what's going to happen in my life as yep. well. Yep. Oh, I guess you know. Probably a little bit soppy here, a little bit. Ooh, Russell's a bit of a blouse, but um, maybe falling in love again, maybe finding someone. Yep. Like, kind of, kind of want that again now. Like, I didn't really want that for a while, but now I'm back into like, I'm open to meeting someone. You know. Um, what else excites me? North Melbourne's um, no, premiership chances, uh, two thousand twenty-two to. 2030, let's be honest. It's like eight years. Mate, you guys are fucked. <laughs> hey, it will be right in a couple of years. We'll be right. It's better now than it was. You asked me that question at round four or round three when we got belted by Bulldogs. I would have told you, fold the club because uh, <laughs> we were terrible. But, yeah, what else excites me? Oh, I guess sport excites me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I can't wait to go back watching live sport and live music again. Yeah. yeah. Like missing gigs. Like big, like... Not the same for bad anyone bad, but local gigs are good for local people. But I want to go see my favourite bands again. Yeah, international bands. Yeah, I've had a ticket to uh, what's that band? Uh, fuck. There's no point if you don't know the band I'm thinking of. Going, what's that band? Um, they're around for years. Australian death metal band. Anyway, they've had to reschedule their gig three times because of COVID. Who is it? <sighs> Avarice of Man is one of their albums. Um, um, Red Shore. Oh, the Red Shore. Yeah, that Red Shore. They're, they're going to new, oh, newish, older shit. They're just reforming again. Oh. They're going to have. Well, they were going to have the Alpha Wolf from that on there, but like, because they've had to reschedule that on there. Now it's just don't know when it's going to happen. Mm. If it's going to happen, that's just annoying me. It's just gig I've been waiting to go to well, since yeah, March last fuck, year. How the fuck are they going to like? Are they, they're not all. I don't even know if they're all Melbourne boys. No, that was that was a thing. They're all. Place, place, yeah. yeah. So now they're going to have to do, probably have to do local bands at each one, maybe. It's about, I don't know. That's what's so hard. But if you're not a fair play, go do whatever you want and get paid. You get paid yeah. pretty still. That's exactly right. Oh, I guess you've kind of asked, answered this one already, but um, what keeps you up at night? It did used to be those problems. They, I've had a lot of sleepless nights of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, guilt. If you're guilty, feeling guilty about something, like, holy shit, that fucking weighs you down. Mm. Um, these days, nothing really keeps me up annoying anymore. I think that's another thing now. That's I'm a lot more at peace with myself, yeah. like who I am, and I've had a bit of a self-discovery moment. You know, like I had to go down real low to be like, okay, if you got through that shit, you've yet be fucked up. It's fucked up that part of your life, but it's time you pull up your socks and go again. But uh, nothing really these days keeps me up at night. It's always been a bit of work stress too, maybe. You know, a bit of... I think everyone has a little bit of work stress occasionally. Depends what, depends how involved you are in your work. If you don't give a shit about your job, you don't worry about your work. But if you do care about your job, you probably have a bit of work stress. 
A hundred percent. Like, especially if you're a small business owner, I would probably, Oi. I could not be a small business owner, I reckon. I reckon I'd just have stomach ulcers from stress, I reckon. Yeah. I'd just be worried flat out. Yep, yep. Well, it's bad enough worrying about someone else's company I'm working for with myself mm, and alone. Mm. Your own. What's an unpopular opinion you have? Well, I've probably just said it before about North Melbourne, but um, being premiers, eight years in a row. Um, oh, unpopular opinion. I haven't really thought about this. I don't normally rock the boat too much, in my opinions, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think I'm normally... Not offensive, but I think I'm normally... Uh, On the fence? Yeah, I'm normally... There'd be something. I'm open to hearing the other side of it a little bit more. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think COVID is um, a control tactic by the government because they're losing so much fucking money by doing this. Like, we are their money. If you're not at work, yeah. how are they taxing you? They're giving you money to be at home. Yeah. That's why I look at it. We're a profit to them. We're the little ants that profit them. So if we're not working, they're not making money. But um, Can't they just print money? Yeah. That's what Zimbabwe did, and it worked out pretty well for them, I reckon. They just printed more money. How'd they go? I think you can buy a million of their bucks with, like, whatever's in your centre console. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah look at your fucking... Everyone's a millionaire. Yeah, everyone's a millionaire. Um, do you read? No. No? Not really. I'm not a reader. Uh, podcast? Yeah, Just Chats. Yeah, yeah uh, I watch a few... I'm a watcher. I'm not really a listener or a reader. I think... Does that mean I'm dumb? Probably. But, nah. um... I oh, know books. I find I only read autobiographies on people I'm interested in. Okay. So like sports people, musicians. Someone's got a crazy story. You know, not really into just reading a, a fiction. Is that the right one? A novel, like a made-up story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really into that. I'd rather watch a movie than read a book. I don't know. I like it being painted for me. Maybe I'm a bit lazy. I don't want to do it in my own head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Podcasts with like Dylan friends and yep. list cloggers like more like light-hearted. They do talk. It does talk about a few serious things, but. Nothing really. No, I'm not. Not more music. I'm more into like listen to a lot of music. Yep, yep, know, yep. Movies and stuff and gaming. What do you genuinely not understand? <sighs> Self entitlement, I guess. Like how people can just put themselves up on a pedestal higher than anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like egos and big up. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. So, do you think Kanye's a dick? Well, I don't understand him as a human being. I don't. I have absolutely no. I, I do not understand how he's wired at all. That bloke. He's just. He's unique. That's for sure. Like he's. I guess he's a genius because he's different. Because he's. He doesn't. He makes trends. I guess that's what he does. Mm. He's not. He doesn't go with the next trend and the next one. He. Kanye does Kanye. I guess mm. that's why everyone loves him. He's a definitely an entertainer. He keeps you guessing a bit, that's for sure. Mm. Um, I don't know. I just... I guess money and power does give stature, but I don't know. I just think generally people down the street, like, I know, and they're rude to people. It's like, why are you rude? Like, why would you... I don't understand it. I don't understand how people can be like... Do you give people the benefit of the doubt, or do you just... I am a benefit of the doubt a little bit, yeah. Yep, yep. I don't like causing a scene, ever, too much. Unless it's like... Fucked. I'll cause. I'll say something. But mm-hmm. generally, I've caused a few scenes in my time. But what I've done. But yeah. Um, 
Yeah, normally I'm a lover, not a fighter, definitely for sure. Yeah, yeah. We're almost done, man. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Ooh, I don't know. That's a hard one. Yeah, because it makes you feel like a dick. Yeah. I don't get them. Blokes don't get them very often. No, we don't. No. Unless you do something exceptionally well at good at work. Like, they go, like, yeah, good work. But it's just, I think it's expected. There's also a standard with people. Like, you know, this is females as well. Like, there's like a, like a standard everyone expects. And you have to go a fair way above that to get it, maybe. I don't know. Um, compliment. Maybe it's an offbeat one. Like, I don't know. If, like a person, someone says you look good or you smell good or, mm. you know, or, you, you know, or, you know, you, I don't know. Something you maybe that isn't work or something that's not like, or maybe you've gone out and done a bit of an effort on something. Someone, yeah, I don't know. That's a hard one. I, know, I can't really, one doesn't really come to me. Okay, yeah. that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, people that say, oh, people give you like, well, I had a few of them when I had those dark moments. People give you a bit of a pep up. Like, mm. a, that was good to hear because you're not thinking about that by yourself when you hear that. Mm. Yeah. All right, man. We're almost done. Sick. Is there anything you wanted me to ask you but I didn't? Or is there anything uh, else you just want to talk about or get out of your, get off your chest? Um, I think you're hungry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just that time. Uh, nah, like, oh, I've just... Yeah, I've I've been pretty pretty open about what I've been going through, and I know there's gonna be people that don't even know me at all. They're gonna hear this. Mm-hmm. I'm just more of a, trying to do it to raise a bit of a raise awareness. I guess I'm, I'm I guess I feel like a bit of a nobody because I'm in Mount Gambier, and you know I'm not a celebrity. But like anyone, like normal Joe blows, get women. It doesn't you don't have to be a bloke to get depression? I know more blokes probably have it, but just. Yeah, just raising awareness, you know. Don't judge someone because no one's fucked up in their life. Like, give them mm. a go. They don't want to do... They don't... They're not doing that because I want... Like, that's... Oh, you do it at the time, but, you know, it's a different kind of want. But, yeah. Um, like... That's what I'm saying. I was kind of off tangent here, but I could off track. Again. But yeah, just... Just, yeah, give everyone a go and... Like, I've been pretty open. Like, I haven't gone too much into what happened between me and my ex-partner, and she might hear this. I've been pretty respectful in what I've said. And um, But, yeah, just... You don't know what people are going through. Like, the other side of the coin isn't too pretty either for mm. what I've done. So, compassion on both sides is needed, not just don't pity because I've got pity for me. Like, she needs it too. She needs help too. Like, she, you know, she needs encouragement, you know. I'm sure you think she had got a fair bit of that as well, which is good. I'm glad she did, so... Yeah, just just be kind to each other, everyone. Be good. Is there anything you want to ask me? Yeah, I do. Yep. I've got two. Is yep, go. Yep. Who's your least favourite guest? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's obviously going to be me. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, no, would you like to sit here and have these questions asked you one day? Um... I don't know. I think my answers vary so much, and I've actually recorded an episode... And I've re-recorded it because I keep forgetting things. Yeah. And my opinions on so much shit changes all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, if you want to hear an episode, share this. Like, take a screenshot when I'm talking right now and um, post it up and say that you want me to do one. I'll do one. I won't hold back. I'm pretty pretty open book. 
Um, yeah, I don't think you've ever been backwards about voicing your opinion. Nah, what's the yeah. fucking point? Yeah. Um, it's probably why I'm friends with you because you do fucking... Just, just straight up, mate. Yeah, black yeah. and white, mate. Yeah. Black and white. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I... Yeah. The ones that I've recorded, you know, just there's things I forget. My like, oh, fuck, that, that influenced that. And it's like, it's kind of funny. I'm almost second-guessing my own life. Yeah. It's kind of weird. And so... And I wouldn't know if I wanted to record it because I did it with Pam and it was, it was good, but it's like, I think I'd, if I'd want anyone to do it, I'd probably want my mum to ask me. Yeah, I was going to say, get Jen Dog on here to... Because she'd just be like, no, that didn't Matthew! Happen. Oh yeah, that'd be good to hear her reaction to some of the... She'd just hear me swearing like, oh no, fuck. Anyway, mm. uh, what was the second one you had? That was it. Oh, the first one was a piss take. Oh, was, okay. You know, obviously not going to say who your least favourite guest was. So. My least favourite guest is beep. Um... <laughs> <laughs> No, but to be honest, like, th- there's no favourite, there's no least favourite. I think, I mean, like, that Damien guy that I talked to. I haven't listened to that one yet. I'm fucking, <sighs> need to pull me socks up and start listening to a few more. It's, yeah, it's, not, a, not a very good friend. Yeah. No, mate, you can do what you want. Like, yeah, I'm not, not, I'm, not, not a, yeah. I'm not here to fuck. It's probably a bit ironic I'm on here, because I'm not a... Hey, mate, you're recommended. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, like, it's just. People just go, like, no one's story is the same. Like, like, it's just fucking crazy. And I think, like I've said previously, the like, just being able to filter this information for people that are listening and people, if they get one nugget or two nuggets, if they get no nuggets, if I just entertain them. Yeah. That's, like, this is fun. Hmm. It's good. All right, two questions. If there was a billboard... Oof. And I had your name down the bottom, Russell the Love Muscle. What would the billboard say? So what's the best nails? Um, you know the nails one. That's Robbo's claim of fame. What? Rusty, because Nick Russ, Rusty nails. Rusty uh, nails. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I actually like that one. Of all the nicknames I've been given, that's probably one I don't mind. What did another call you? When you K Road? K Road. That was me. That was our rap. Mate. Yeah, that was I C. No, don't shot. worry about. It. I was one shot, and then there was P Train as well. <laughs> yeah. We won't say the other one. Be, <laughs> that, one that one might stay quiet. Um, P, keep it PG. Um, yeah, so what, what, what would be the tip? What, what's the tip? Well, or best piece of advice that you want to just... What, me standing there with my hands and hips smiling? If, the, if you're having a, a photo, uh, go for it. Fuck, I don't know. I've been shooting a bit of wisdom out about being kind and talking to people and checking in with yourself. Um, probably something along them lines, I reckon. Something like be kind yourself and others, or something. Not just to everyone. Be kind yourself as well. Don't don't beat yourself up. Yeah, I don't know. Something on them lines. Probably need to get someone that's good at wording stuff to do it for me. But along those lines, of being kind, to everyone and talking to each other. I like it. All right, man. Last question: If there's someone listening to this episode right now and you want them to take away one thing that we've had from our chat what do you want that to be Fuck, I could have been talking about it for Aaron 42 minutes um, that's a good guess man <laughs> uh, um, just don't be afraid to talk to someone about what shit's going on in your life like no matter how small or big it is bigger it is obviously harder it is I'd you know you have your stomach not stop thinking about talking to someone about it you're like fuck I don't know if I can um, but that's when you're your strongest. When you, when you finally do it, that's when you realise, fuck, why didn't I do this years ago, or months ago, or even a week ago? Like, mm, you know? mm. um, yeah, just don't be afraid to reach out and say, and it's just even something minimal. Like, 
you just had a shit day at work, just tell someone, you know. Your partner's having, you know, they unload with all their bad, that's them venting yep. all their bad energy out. And you just sit there and go, well, it's all okay now, day's over. And you'd, that's all you need. Sometimes you just need to verbalise what you're going through. You just need to hear it come out your mouth mm. instead of being in your head. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's been an absolute pleasure, Russell. Thank you for having me, Mosef. I've had... To, oh, God. Don't fucking call it out. <laughs> I'll finish over that. Yeah. Fucking shit. Um, all right. So if you've listened to this episode and, like I said, you've taken any value or you just want to share it on your socials, that'd be great. People have been doing that and um, definitely spreading the message. Uh, and if there's anyone that you would like me to try and approach to get on the show, also just send a DM. It has also been working great and there's some really uh, cool guests that have agreed to come on. We just have to find a time that we can get our schedules line up. But other than that, man... Let's get some dinner. Let's get some dinner.